Hey, Ellen, here we go. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Music. I am your host, Mr. Brett Podcast, and I am truly honored today to be joined by, uh, you know, a stunning singer who I've been following the career of for many, many years. Uh, he's so busy right now, I couldn't even begin to go through all of his credits, but you've got new albums from Shining Black, you've got, you've got Royal Hunt coming out, and the reason that we're here to talk, Ring of Fire, Gravity, the new album, which is just out, Mark Bowles, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the nice intro. Well, it's uh, like I say, I mean, I've been listening to your music for so many years, and it's wonderful to finally have you on the show. Um, Ring of Fire Gravity is an amazing album, and, you know, you must be super happy with it. But let's talk about it. Let's, you know, how did it come together? I mean, Ring of Fire back. Uh, Well, I've been talking about doing another Ring of Fire album for quite a while. And uh, the opportunity came up with uh, Frontiers uh, to do it. And uh, so uh, I contacted Vitaly and I contacted Tony McAlpine also, who unfortunately wasn't able to do this album. Um, but Aldo stepped in for him and, and Vitaly stepped up and and, <laughs> oh, and boy. Killed, killed the keyboards again. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we just started tossing around ideas and putting the songs together last year. Um, and we had a break while he was playing with Trans-Siberian Orchestra, as he's doing right now. Uh, and then we finished the songs up in the spring of uh, this year and uh, been waiting for it to come out. It's finally out. Well, yeah. And I mean, like I say, the music is awesome. I mean, Vitaly's work on the album is stunning as I mean, as it always is. But I mean, it, it's incredible. And what's it like for you then to work with the talent level that you get to work with? Well, I I love a challenge, and and it's a lot of times it's challenging, and a lot of times it's really easy. But it's always just a pleasure for me to to be able to work with. I mean, I've I've been blessed to work with a lot of the top guitarists in the rock field uh, for since I started out. You know, uh, there's always legend, guitar legends I'm working with, or and or keyboard legends, um, and uh, I'm just I'm honored to be able to be surround myself with those kind of people and uh and you know it's uh i'm always i'm always up for the challenge to to come up with something that that raises to the the proper level of musicality so then when it comes down to the songwriting of the album like how was that handled um well uh both aldo started some of the songs on guitar and 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 vitaly started some of the songs on keyboards um with Vitaly, he he basically puts a, a sketch together of the entire musical part of the song, and I have to come up with the vocal parts, which is the melody and the lyrics, uh, to go along with that. Which with some of these songs was quite a challenge, because there's so many, um, particularly like uh, "Storm of the Ponds," for example, is one of my favorites. Uh, there's a lot of different timing and and classical passages that just and breaks and. Uh, you know all that all that good prog stuff <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely well and that's the thing right like watching the video for storm of the ponds i think you really get an idea of what goes into it i mean i was interested in why it was like the first single but i think it in in a way it's a perfect first single because it gives gets a chance to show everybody and give them a moment to shine yeah yeah, exactly. Uh, it did, and it's a, it's a classic kind of style of a Ring of Fire, what we've always had. 
And so then, you know, Another Night, I think, is probably my favorite song of the album. But King of Fools is is a close second, I think. So, like, I need to I need to go through the album about two or three more times. And I'm sure that I'll get there. But... Oh, thanks, man. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's just interesting because I love, especially with Another Night, I love the fact that you, that, you know, you're bringing it slower and it just kind of, you know, the, the whole classical influence is so nicely weaved or woven throughout, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I've got a lot of influence, classical influence of my own to bring to the table. Um, of course, I'm not singing in a classical style, but no, um, but I can, and I have. <laughs> It's not using that, but I, 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 in my mind, it's, uh, I'm thinking classical a lot of the time. Now, when you're singing in the case of something like this, and just when you're singing overall, like how much do you try to push your voice? And then how much do you, when you, when you're writing the, the, the melody lines, like how much do you just know your voice can handle? I don't even think about it until it comes time to actually sing it. Cause a lot of times I'll map out the uh, melody lines on a piano and I just go with whatever. I'm not thinking about the range. And so I, I kick myself sometimes later uh, uh, because, uh, you know, there's some high notes in there. But um, luckily, I, I've been blessed with, uh, with a good range. And I try to keep my voice in shape to not lose that range. Uh, and that's tough as you get older. Um, so, uh, you know, I fight with that. But uh, I've. Like I said, I'm I'm really blessed and lucky to to be able to to do that stuff without much problem. I mean, a lot of other singers my age lose their range, and I think it's because they just don't sing every day. I mean, you just you have to keep your muscles working. I mean, it's just like if you're an athlete, you have to you have to keep working out to keep those muscles toned and uh, able to function. Because otherwise, you, you know, they they atrophy and you get weak. And the the vocal its vocal cords are a muscle. So, uh, and it changes uh, as you get older if you don't take care of it and keep using it in the right way. So then, I guess, like, what are some of the things that you do then to keep your voice in such good shape? And and how do you realize when your voice is changing, like, as you get older? I noticed that I noticed that uh, my throat is. I can sing a lot lower now than I used to be able to. I, I used to just really be a high tenor and. Uh, I have a lot lower range now. Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, they say your nose keeps growing as you get older. I think my throat, <laughs> my throat grows too. It gets bigger. I mean, I noticed my glands are farther forward than they were when I was in my 20s. So, uh, uh, but I think I, I like the sound of my voice more than I used to. I think I have a, more, a richer tone than I did like 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Like, it's it's interesting, you know, going back to the early stuff and and listening. And yes, I mean, like, I mean, your singing is is as good as ever. And I mean, it's amazing what you've managed to do with with your voice throughout the years. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still learning. But uh, the base, basic thing is there's no secret recipe for keeping your voice other than keep doing it. Keep singing. Keep singing and keep exercising it and don't stop. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, and I mean, you're so busy, like, especially when you, when you come down to shining black and like say Royal hunt and stuff like that, like all these projects that you're working on, I mean, you know, how hard 
is it to schedule everything? Uh, well, it's not it's not that hard. I mean, I I do find myself uh, backed up on work sometimes because I do a lot of sessions for other people too, um, and it gets backed up. But I always manage to catch up. Um, and you know, I have a family now. I have three kids at home, and uh, they need time also. So, <laughs> I've had to. Uh, become more prudent with my scheduling of my time. So my, you know, it's not as much free time as I used to have, but that's okay. Cause I like work. I like working and I love my family. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how does that, like, what would you say, like having the family, does that impact more of the, the singing or does that impact more of like the potential of live shows? Uh, it doesn't, I'll still do live shows. Um, I just, uh, I love the family time is really important for me. So when I have it, I really take advantage of it. And uh, when I'm away, um, I still, you know, through the magic of internet, I stay in touch all the time. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful experience being a father and having a family. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, do you ever like, do your kids ever join you when you go out to a show? Um, not so much yet. They're still young. I mean, they have, but uh, not not a lot yet. Especially in the last few years, it's been everything's been COVID. Yes, yeah, for sure. There hasn't been much traveling, and I haven't I haven't gone overseas since 2019 because that's when everything shut down at the end of that year. And I had just uh, done some stuff in Japan and Europe, and uh, yeah. So next year, cross our fingers. I'm gonna do a lot of touring. Are you going to take Ring of Fire out on tour? Yes, we are. We, uh, Vitaly and I are determined to bring the band live. And uh, so we're going to do it. I'm not sure exactly where we'll be able to do it, but we're going to be playing somewhere. Yeah, because I think that, I mean, it, it's such a, I guess, what we'd call a European style of music. So do you, do you think, like, does that translate well to the American market? Or do you think that it is a largely, like, have to play in Europe? Well, it's, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's easier to get shows in Europe and in Japan, too. I, mean, I still have a lot of fans in Japan. We haven't been able to break the, the huge market in America. Uh, there are some fans. I have fans all over. Um, but it's 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 more difficult to put shows together here because there's no radio support, uh, for this style of music, really. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, radio is becoming less and less important. And, and now you have to push everything on the streaming services. So uh, you have to get on playlists and things uh, on those stupid streaming services. I, no, I didn't see that, did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's fine. I mean, it, yeah, it, I guess it, it must be hard, especially, you know, for a person like you with so much in your catalog to know that, you know, for the most part, the vast majority of it is simply available for people to stream. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, that's that's the world we live in now. I just pray for the comeback of vinyl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you and me both. I mean, I love the fact that, that especially when Frontiers does release stuff in vinyl, I mean, they're beautiful looking, looking pieces. Mm-hmm. And I miss vinyl so much from a just a sheer perspective of just, you know, because when I was a kid, I, I used to sit there. I mean, it, it was cassettes in my case, but, but I used to sit there and like read the liner notes and go over it. And, you know, you'd stare at the artwork, you know, for 
hours practically in some cases if it was exactly. such a great album exactly. and and you know, they came out i was looking on the uh, i was reading something the other day and they, when they did the cds they discovered yeah the artwork was too small so then they came out with a long box for the oh CDs. yes yes i mean but people that didn't work that was not the same i mean <laughs> that's i mean that was like the downfall of cds was it, you didn't have that experience I don't know why it's so different, but it just is. I just remember staring at those album covers. I love the gatefold albums where you could open it up and read stuff. And, and Oh, yeah. Know, over and over, I just look at it and read it while I'm listening. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that, you know, you just like for me, I got to know so many names of people in the music industry from reading those liner notes. And then, and then you know, you start connecting them through albums and, and this whole tree starts to appear. That's, that's just music and the genres and, and yeah. the people exactly. that you enjoy. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's wonderful nowadays. And I mean, so then do you think that like is Ring of Fire getting a vinyl release? I'm trying to push them to release it. They they have the artwork for it ready to go, but I don't, you know, I I haven't had much luck with uh, Frontiers promoting stuff, uh, particularly the Shining Black. They didn't promote that really at all. I was really disappointed mm. and wouldn't do a vinyl. Wouldn't even let me pay for them to do a vinyl. Um, so I don't know. I'm begging them for vinyl, so we'll see. I don't. Yeah, I um... have come out with it yet but maybe they will yeah it's it's interesting i mean like like especially when you talk about i mean i know that we've had other guests on the show and and they've talked about like you have to kind of reach certain sales numbers to to really earn vinyl but i mean it's a yeah it's such a tough business yeah and i mean this the sales of cds are less and less and less all the time because people don't even have cd players anymore so it's <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, but people are buying turntables. So come on. Come yeah. On, guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that it, it almost seems like we need to just fully switch away from CDs and just completely go back to vinyl because I feel like overall, like the, the, that which is considered a niche market would actually give better sales as a whole. I, I think so. I mean, now that CD sales have shrunk so much, I mean, I don't have a CD player in my car. I don't, I mean, I, I have to really try hard to play a CD. It's kind of, you know, computers don't have a slot for CDs anymore. No, uh, <laughs> so. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's crazy how technology has influenced the way that we listen to music. I mean, so much and so fast. Yeah. Was it, is it the same way with the recording techniques then that, uh, that, you know, from when you started as a musician to now, like, like, do you notice like, like you may be a slow move and then suddenly like, bam, everything moved quickly. Well, it's, uh, it has its good and bad points. I mean, the, the technology has advanced so much now that you can get plugins that emulate the real gear really well, really, really well, not like they used to, um, but the downfall is, I mean, I learned how to work all the real gear back in the day. I learned how to be a really good engineer in the studio. And I know what all the gear does and all the best pieces that there are. Um, and now you just, you use the plugins that emulate those pieces. But people that are using those plugins, they're just hitting preset buttons on those plugins. They don't know what the, 
the heck they do. They need they just need no, they need to hit that button on that one. That pre oh, that's a preset that so and so uses. That's a preset. And I think they're doing that with mixes now because everything sounds the same. Um mm-hmm. have different uh, production values like they used to in the good old days. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said again for that concept of actually understanding what you what you're doing instead of instead of just being able to hit a button and make it sound awesome. Yeah, but make it sound awesome like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. That's right. Well, and I mean, the music industry has always done that. I guess in, in like especially the popular music industry, where it's just like, hey, that's popular. All right, <laughs> transition. Yeah, that's. I think that started in the '80s, but in up until the '70s, bands uh, still sounded totally different. I mean, the rock bands because it was FM, FM music. Uh, you know, uh, the FM radio stations could play anything back then. Yeah, uh, they weren't corporate playlists. You know, the corporate playlists came in and started all that copying. Well, yeah, and and I know, like, I mean, if you go back and look at the top ten the top 10 music hits you know from any given day back in the 70s i mean the the diversity of bands that you'll see is incredible yeah yeah i i I wish those days could come back i think it would help a lot people uh people be more interested and more involved in music and and get a lot more out of it than they do now it's just like background noise now for most people Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that is the problem too with the with the concept of a playlist versus just listening to the album because I love listening to the album. There's nothing like going through it from song one to song ten or whatever, and getting the getting you know the the feel for the music as you intended. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's a more co- uh, close connection with the artist. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like in in your case, especially with this album, like. Um, you know, talking about the song sequencing and like, was it difficult to kind of slot them in the right place? Yeah, it's it's a little bit difficult um, because I, I, you know, when I, at the time when we finished all the songs, I get I'm so close to the songs that I can't really get a perspective on it. So it takes some time to uh, to let it settle in and figure it figure that out. It's they because they weren't written to go in a certain order. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So uh, anyway, when you when you wind up listening to to the album, like how how much do you listen to the album after it's done? <laughs> I don't like to listen to it at all after. Yeah. I, have, <laughs> I can sit back for a month or so and and then start listening to it. So then I can really hear it because when I when I listen to it after I just finished it. I just hear parts. I hear this part and that part and this part. I don't hear the whole picture because I'm so into it, uh, into each thing that I don't hear the whole mix the way somebody with fresh ears hears it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does it, you know, when, when you listen, do you like pick apart things and think to yourself, oh, I wish I'd done that a little bit differently? That's Well, that's why I avoid listening yeah. to it right now. Yeah. Because if I give myself a month or so, uh, then I can listen back and go, oh, that's cool. Because I forget all the little things like that. It's like, oh, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. But if I listen to it right away, I can, I could go on forever. That's the album that never gets finished. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could. Uh, you'd just be Stanley Kubricking the the movie for you know for, or the the music for the rest of your life. Yeah. 
Yeah, and some people have done that and come out with great results, but you know, it takes them five years to make an album, um, and we don't have that luxury anymore. No, that's right. Well, I mean, especially you, because I mean, you've got to release what three to five albums a year, or so. <laughs> yeah, and even then, it's it's really hard to to make ends meet as a musician nowadays. It's just uh, because uh, you have to tour, you have to play yeah. live shows, you get uh, money from shows and from merchandise. The streaming is 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 so minuscule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, YouTube actually pays more per stream than than the other services, but you have to make videos for that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and you've got the one. Like, it, do you anticipate making more videos? Oh, uh, there's a there's a li- another lyric video out, and I I don't I don't think they're going to give me any more budget to do it. Mm. <laughs> I have to yeah. do it on our own. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited actually because they're 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 promoting more uh, this album than they did uh, Shining Black so far, uh, so I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm I mean, hopeful. and that would be like, great because, like, I mean, both albums, both albums, like, I, I mean, I've listened to them both, and and I mean, they're both really good albums, and I think that you know they're both they're both different sides of the of you as as a performer, and so I like the fact that. I like the fact that you have such a varied uh, musical catalog. No, oh, thank you. Because it's just like it's one of those things. I think that that as we're able to go back and and listen, like you know, you're not just the standard like you know ACDC kind of three chord rock. It's it, you've got lots going on there, I'm and not, I'm not as smart as they are. Always <laughs> <laughs> <I> was. <laughs> But yeah, been, I mean, they've been playing the same song for fifty years, and yeah. and, and it's fantastic. I love that's, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's it. I I absolutely love it. But at the same time, you know, it's just like sometimes you you got you want something different, and so I love the fact that you're you're always there with something different, and I do appreciate that. I try. I uh, I'm gonna have to cut off soon because I have a three o'clock coming. Yep, you betcha. Well, I'll give you the chance right now to tell everybody how they can keep up with you and where they can find Ring of Fire Gravity. Uh, Ring of Fire Gravity should be available on all the Amazons and all the uh, every place that you can buy music. It should be available. Frontiers is really good about putting it out there. And uh, my website is markbowlsofficial.com. And I have a Mark Bowles official Facebook page. Um, I have an Instagram. I don't know what it's called, but it's there. <laughs> Perfect. And, and I'm happy to talk to any fans. So send me a, a direct message anytime. I'll be happy to talk to you. Awesome. Well, Mark, it has been wonderful to talk to you. And and again, I urge everyone to go out and listen to uh, listen to Ring of Fire and Shining Black and everything that you do because you're a wonderful singer, wonderful guest, and I wish you nothing but the best in the future. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you again. Bye now. All right. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.